The lifestyle that's, that is counter to what God, of who God is. That's what Paul's concern is. In fact, over in Romans chapter one, verse 18, the apostle Paul wrote this. He said, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all, who, all of the wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. That idea of suppressing the truth, isn't that the same as what Paul says in verse six there? That he says, let no one deceive you. Because the reality is sin suppresses the truth and deceives us. It suppresses the truth of God and deceives us into thinking that there's something that we can have other than God. That God and what he says doesn't really matter that much. And so it's not the mistakes that are the ultimate problem that Paul's dealing with here. It's the denying of the truth of God by choosing to live far from him. And so in verse six, the apostle Paul says, let no one deceive you with empty words. And you know, we hear a lot of empty words in the world around us, don't we? Words like, go ahead. It's not so bad. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. Empty words. And you know, I've been in ministry for some 25 years full time now. And I've had a lot of Christians come to me and talk about how they've They've gotten wrapped up in sin. They've fallen into sin. And, and they, uh, they're struggling. The reality is that Christians justify their sinful behavior. And they justify their sinful behavior with those same words. Words like, it's no big deal. It doesn't really matter. It's not hurting anyone, is it? But you see, whether you're talking about greed or foolish talk or sexual immorality or any of those sins, the reality is those sins arise out of good gifts that God gave to us. God gave us sex. God gave us power in our words. God gave us the material things. He gave humanity brilliant minds to create things that make our lives better. And God gave us all those things to bless us so that we can enjoy this life. But sin distorts those things and twists those things. And Paul's point is not that we should just stop doing bad things. His point is that we should redeem those things and restore those things to their proper place. You see, God's intended purpose was to bless us with those things. And so Paul says there in verse 2, to follow God's example, we walk in the way of love. Now in verse eight, he highlights another aspect of following God's example, and that is that we should live as children of the light. He says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. And then he explains to us what the evidence of living as children children of the light is. And he says that's the fruit of the Spirit. He says there, the, the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. That's a reference to the bigger fruit of the Spirit that he wrote about in Galatians chapter 5. About love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those things. He says here, righteousness and truth. All those things that are the fruit of what God wants our lives to reflect. But the question I have is how? How do you live as children of the light? Well, Paul addresses that in verse 10. 
He says, find out what pleases the Lord. How do you live as children of the light? You find out what pleases the Lord. And how do you find out what pleases the Lord? It's through his word. You read the word, you discover the word, you study the word, you meditate on the word. These are the words of God. The word tells us what God wants of us. Find out what pleases the Lord and do that. That's how you live as children of the light. And Paul says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. It's a sense in which everything that's exposed by the light becomes visible. That's what Paul says in verse 13. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible. And so when we live as children of the light, the darkness moves out and everything becomes exposed to the light. And you know, we're supposed to be living as children of the light internally with one another by sharing the light of God with each other, but also externally by loving the world out there away from us, by loving the world around us. Our lives reflect the light of God to the world. And I have the privilege of being the community pastor for Shore Community Church and Trust. And the Shore Community Trust exists to help Shore Community Church be a light in the community. And there's a lot of things that we're involved with uh, out in the community where people in the church are able to be a light in the community, serving the community, giving to the community. And I wanted to highlight a few of those things today, uh, like the 24-7 youth workers. We've got a number of youth workers here at Albany Junior High. And last year, they reported that they interacted with 1,000 students, and they spent 564 hours engaging with those students. Isn't that incredible? Our youth workers are a light to the lives of these students because many of the students, they, they are surrounded by darkness. They come from broken homes. They come from addiction and, and abuse in those homes. And sometimes our 24-7 youth workers are the only light that those kids have in their lives. And it's an incredible thing that they're doing. Other things are like our CAP uh, life skills, CAP money that we're involved with. We had a lady come to our life skills recently and she's a new immigrant to New Zealand. She's from China. And she came to Life Skills, I think, really to, to learn some of the Western ways of how we do life. But as time went on, she got more involved and she opened up more and began to share with us some of her hurts and her pains and her relationships that were broken. And that's led her to go to Long Story Short and now Christianity Explored. And she's, she's exploring the... the what God might have to offer in her life. There's other things like rhythm and groove. We were recently invited by the Albany Community House to start programming for kids under five because the Albany uh, surveys show that a lot of parents and families and caregivers are looking for more activities for children under five. And so they invited us to start this program called Rhythm and Groove. Maxine Finley runs that. And she is, uh, she's involved with that every Wednesday morning during the school terms. And it's an opportunity for us to be allied in the community, to have a safe, uh, fun environment for families to come with their kids. 
And Maxine's being a light in the community by running that. And by the way, Maxine could really use some help. So if you have an hour or two free on Wednesdays, she'd love for you to help her. But these are just a few ways in which we're being a light to the community. I know many of you are, as individuals and families, interacting with people around you, and you're being a light to your communities. You're living as children of the light to your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers. But you're not part of a big program. You're not part of something some kind of program that the church is doing. You're just simply living out as children of the light in the community. And that's fantastic. But you know, Paul says something that's very extraordinary and I think it's easily overlooked in verse 13. He says, everything that is illuminated becomes light. Everything that is illuminated becomes light. That's an extraordinary statement, actually. It's not that we reflect light. It's that we become light a light. It's that when, when that illumination begins to happen in our lives, we actually become a light. When we live as children of the light, the light of God comes in the people's lives. And I don't know if any of you, I'm sure that many of you have, but have you had a privilege of walking alongside somebody and introducing them to Jesus Christ? And have you had the privilege of that, of seeing that moment when somebody's Uh, heart is opened up to Jesus Christ when the light is illuminated in their life and that light bulb comes on in their life and they begin to see the realities of the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. That is an incredible moment to be a part of. I love that more than anything else in the world to see somebody's uh, heart being illuminated by the truth of Jesus Christ. 